It's Wednesday of the second week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolzdorf. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Blessed are the blameless in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. In a grave they laid thee, O my life and my Christ, and the armies of the angels were sore amazed. Today the Roman station is at Santa Cecilia, this ancient church is in the area of Rome called Trastevere. I have a personal connection to this basilica. When I first moved to Rome, I lived nearby in a residence run by the rector of the basilica, who would take me along each morning to serve mass within the cloister for the Benedictine nuns. The emperor Alexander Severus was not happy at the spread of Christianity. He attacked well-known converts in the city, including Cecilia's future husband, Valerian, and his brothers. At this time, Pope Urban I was martyred. Cecilia was well known, and so they tried to kill her with a little more stealth. They locked her in a steam bath for a few days, tried suffocation, and eventually they severed her head from her neck, at least partially. She forgave her killers and died. At first her body was put in the catacombs of St. Callistus, but then it was transferred here to her church built in the ruin of the baths where she was martyred. A basilica was built here by Paschal I in the 8th century. You might remember Paschal from the mosaics in the station church Santa Maria in Domnica last Sunday. The mosaics here show Christ on a blue background surrounded by saints, including Paschal with his little blue halo, a square, indicating that when the mosaic was made he was still alive. A glory of the basilica is the baldachin, which dates to 1283. It was made by the genius Arnolfo di Cambio. Just before the Jubilee of 1600, Cecilia's tomb was rediscovered and solemnly reopened. They found her preserved body wearing bloodied robes. A sculpture was made to portray the moment, which you can see beneath the church's main altar. Cecilia lies on her side, her partially severed neck displayed, her head twisted backward away from the viewer. There were many additions to the church in the Middle Ages, and then it was entirely baroque in the Baroque period in the 1700s. In the convent, there is a fresco by Pietro Cavallini from 1293. It's of the Last Judgment, and you can see it. This convent is held by the Benedictine sisters, who traditionally take care of the lambs which are blessed on St. Agnes Day, and which provide wool for the palia given by the Pope to archbishops on the feast of Saints Peter and Paul. There was a beautiful monotony in the story of Christ's life. Thirty years obeying, not one year. Three years teaching, not one year. Three hours redeeming, not one hour. As he lived, he taught, and all his wisdom could be summed up in the words, Do it again. There was a monotony of sacrifice. Take up your cross daily and follow me. The monotony of kindness. If one strike thee on thy right cheek, turn to him also the other. The monotony of mercy. How often should we forgive? Till seven times? Aye, till seventy times seven times. The monotony of sacrificial thoughtfulness. Do this in commemoration of me. The monotony of prayer. And he prayed for the third time. Fulton Sheen. Desi, desi, desi.
From the extraordinary form of Holy Mass, Oremus, Populum tuum quesumus Domine, propitius respice, et quos ab escis carnalibus precipis abstinere, anoxiis quoque viciis cessare concede. Let us pray. Look mercifully upon your people, we beseech you, O Lord, and grant that they whom you command to abstain from food may also refrain from harmful vices. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Amen.